0: welcome back guys this month on the podcast we're going to be having a discussion about body inclusivity in landia, not just related to size representation but also disability representation is romance really quote-unquote the most inclusive genre out there or are we still falling behind with our heroes and heroines probably yeah let's go <laughs>
1: Hey there, Romance Nerds!
0: Welcome to another episode of Raging Romantics. I'm Jen. I'm Jackie. We are librarians at Northern Onondaga Public Library, and we are also Romance Nerds. Now, if you're wondering what this podcast is about, wait for it... Romance! romance! Specifically, the romance genre of books. We are going to be talking about anything and everything having to do with with romance
1: so with that being said sometimes our material will be a little too sensitive for younger readers if you feel the need to wait until they go to bed we will be here for you
0: now without further ado are you ready Jen oh I've been ready Jackie all right let's Let's rage. rage Hey, Jackie. Yes? I
1: actually don't have a good joke because most of these were pretty fat-phobic and gross and embarrassing. But do you want to hear what I think is very funny? What? Uh, Men who have the super jacked up trucks when they live in the city. (laughs) Yeah. And they're jokes. Especially when they have the flag off the back and they oh, have the truck nuts and they just do everything possible to say. Wait, a explain very truck nuts penis. to me again. So those are like those little balls that hang off the back. They are. Okay. Yeah, they're the balls. I thought you liked those. I, th- I think they're funny on mail trucks. Oh, okay. Okay. So if you're the postal service, you can have truck nuts because it's funny. It's a pun. <laughs> you're ma- you're literally making the mail truck a mail truck. It's perfect. It's the best joke <laughs> ever. P.S. UPS driver pulling in the driveway he has got little cojones swinging. Exactly. On <laughs> it's funny. I think it makes perfect sense. I'm really sad it's outlawed. Apparently, like I think the U.S. It is. I think the, I think so. I think they got in trouble. At a oh, because if now. they
0: fall off, it's damaging. I don't
1: think that. I think it's just most people don't appreciate puns the way I do. Okay, I would not. I mean, it would be a it would be a requirement if I ran the postal service, and that's why I'm not in government.
0: <laughs> Vote for Jen. <laughs> Because it's puns and pun. Really I love funny. it. mail and mail That was very punny. Thank, Thank you. you. I appreciate. At least
1: that. you appreciate me. Thank right. you. You're welcome.
0: So, um, before we dive in. I do want to just preface this whole discussion by saying both Jen and I have had a day. <laughs> so be warned, there's probably going to be a lot of cursing in this episode. We're sorry, Mandy. We are sorry, Bill. We're sorry, Amanda.
1: Listen, they knew what they were getting into when they met us. Yeah. Not that I curse so much. I but mean, just, I do. <laughs> it's been a very long year. Yeah. It's been a long day. And now yeah. I'm really like, oh, God.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> this subject for both Jen and I is it's it's a toughie yeah I don't so like it. we'll also <laughs> to it. i will also just insert a content warning here we are going to be talking about things that could be triggering if you are triggered by issues of body diversity body discussion i should say that both jen and i are on the side where we are supportive of everybody if you have a body oh, you okay. are awesome
1: yeah cool good for so, you
0: so yeah I, I mean i'm really proud of you, you
1: for not being a massive nothingness
0: yeah all you can think of is doctor who or it's just a piece of skin with an entity and she says moisturize me because she doesn't have a hand so she has a servant who like sprays her with lotion
1: that's less creepy than the science of the Cassandra. lambs moisturizing oh <laughs> that's the one i went to before Who said that <laughs> No. I haven't seen Dr. O, so that's where my mind
0: is. <laughs> Moisturize me. My friends listening to this make fun of me for that because I'm obsessed with lotion. Anyways, okay, a few pieces of housekeeping before we dive in. First up, I want to say hello to our Canadian listeners, eh? Hey, yo! Hey, send us maple syrup, please. Oh my God, yes. <gasps> maple syrup, toffee. Oh my gosh. Yes, but I can see the geography of people who listen to us, so I can see you, Canada. I appreciate you. Um, if you live in Quebec or Ontario, you're our neighbors. <laughs> if you don't, then you're really far out there. But still, we appreciate you. Can you see Canada from your house? <laughs> I can see it. It's right there. <laughs> How old is that joke? We're dating oh, ourselves 2000. Now. Oh, God. I was in it's like 2008, 2009. Mm, because my friend dressed up as Sarah Palin, Sarah Palin for Halloween after that. <laughs> like, she got up at 4 a.m. So her mom could tease her hair that oh high. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was the dedication of high schoolers.
1: See, she could have just worn a pig costume and had lipstick on, and that would have been Sarah Palin. Well, that was her joke.
0: Okay, I'm not saying she's a pig. No, I know. It's a joke. Okay. Um. Second piece. Jen and I have a huge favor to ask of you. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, could you please, 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 please? please? Oh God! Don't use a mouse voice. Don't use a do mouse
1: voice. Give us- no no if you ever want to never hear jackie use that mouse voice again give us a rating please Please. i don't want
0: that again give us a rating five stars obviously would be awesome four stars is good too three stars i don't know what you're doing with your life obviously jen and i are five star material three stars are probably the audio
1: yeah. I'll give you. Fair I'll enough. give you some leeway. The audio was it was crappy for a long time. We're still figuring it out. We're still okay? figuring it out,
0: but we're working with ten dollar mics over here. Yeah, and this I've got earphones in. Jen has headphones that are from the library that They're I hope kid-sized. she sanitized. I haven't. Oh god, <laughs> they were the they
1: were what the kids used to wear. And I'm not even saying that in a funny boost your immunity slate, slangy. No, way. Literally, like, literally, the kids they used, were the children's yeah, ones because that's what I had. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. yeah so give us a rating leave us a review this helps us reach more listeners and we would obviously love to have more people included in this discussion and on that note I just want to say a huge thank you June was our best month yet for listeners and downloads, we had a personal record for how many people listen. And Jen and I just, every time I would open up our statistics, I would send a screenshot to Jen and be like, oh my God, Jen, people are still <laughs> listening. Oh my God, look at this number. We've got triple digits. I was
1: constantly <laughs> surprised.
0: Yes, yes. It was great. And July is shaping up to be just as amazing. So thank you so much. We're so glad that you guys are resonating with the material. Resonating. Hey, and if you isolated. know, you know. Didn't even plan that joke.
1: <laughs> (laughs) see i put all that pun energy into the universe you did so fingers crossed we're gonna try to be very punny tonight okay that's gonna make me feel better about my life better
0: yeah so leave us a review leave us a rating on apple podcasts and don't forget you can always email us at ragingromantics at gmail.com as if i haven't said that enough times but you can also find me jackie on social media and on tiktok and instagram at Jackie underscore recommends again Jackie underscore recommends you can have discussions with me there Jen does not have social media because she is a strong individual I
1: don't care yeah I was gonna say a different sentence but in the middle of it I realized I just I don't care you can find me on Goodreads if you really want to but like everything else is stupid
0: she's eating a cookie in her picture yeah (laughs) if you give a Jen a cookie (laughs) all right that is all of my housekeeping all six minutes of it
1: oh you could have had one more I, di- I did? Well, you just didn't mention that if you did want to email oh. us the Raging Romantics, you could also
0: suggest a future topic for us to dive yes. into. If ah. you have a book you want us to discuss, mm-hmm. a topic, a trope, a Author, hero, you have a, question. a toxic trait, all the T's. Mm-hmm. And listen,
1: if you do that, you will save yourself from the discussion that's going to happen in October when we talk about... Werewolves
0: and Wolfkink. No, we have to keep that one because we have a guest host. That's true. Okay, so you guys are ruined either way. We have so many guest hosts. Com- okay, we have two we guest. hosts. So oh, okay. we have two yeah. guest hosts coming up in the next couple of months, yeah. guys. So be excited for that. Yeah. but okay, let's 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 put our minds into this very tough space. Ugh. We have been dreading this. And in, Nate, this was your idea. I don't I know, know why you're dreading I, I know. In all I transparency, this is our second time recording this episode. <laughs> we <laughs> yeah. had technical issues. I went to go edit, and I found out that some of the audio was missing. So <sighs> so you know what? It's going to be better this
1: time. Hopefully. I'll ramble less. Maybe
0: we'll be able to keep it under an hour length. No. We won't. Okay. Never. Anyways, all right. So just remember content warnings for this one. We're going to be talking about issues relating to body image and size, as well as disability representation. So please, if you find that triggering to you, go back. You can listen to some of our other episodes. We personally recommend Alyssa K. Adams or Ice Planet Barbarians. The Cowboy one was really fun. I just saw cow- yeah. that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That there were cool. some good jokes in that one mm-hmm. and some good arguments remember cowboys no. are they rock no. stars or cowboys
1: no. they are not they're not
0: or cowboys country stars I yeah you say. didn't even say your own Sorry. argument right are they it's cowboys not. or it's rock not. stars no so far
1: we're, no we're pretty one even person with the argument one person said was on jackie's side and
0: that it was, was the it. other jackie so jackie okay. g listen. kudos jackie's listen. know what's up
1: i just i hey listen if you don't want to be my favorite anymore that's one thing <laughs> I mean, you could have said it in a different way, but okay, Jackie, I hear you loud and clear.
0: Oh God. I think we're, we're delaying this one. Anyways, I was the one who proposed this topic. (laughs) Um, Jen had to think a little while about agreeing to do this and I understand why it's It's a really tough topic. It's tough. And I just, it's very
1: personal. I don't Mm -hmm. like a lot of people in my business. Yep. I'm very much – I've I've had a very, very firm rule for years that I don't talk about my body or my health with my coworkers. I, like, really, anybody, to be honest. I even have those same boundaries with my mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, You know, for obvious reasons. I think most women
0: have <laughs> – Especially with their mother. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's fair. But – so I was especially like, I don't want to open this up. But you know what? Jackie wanted to do this. I owed her a couple. So, like, we'll talk about it. It's a good idea on the surface. It's just – it's, it's it's tough yeah i don't like again i feel about, like we should
0: have our therapists on the phone for this one i don't
1: i don't like thinking about people looking at me mm. you know and i know that's kind of become a cliche like oh don't perceive me i don't want to be one of those lame people but honestly yeah don't look at me mm-hmm. like just let me go about my day and not let me worry like let me worry about me and yes, just let nice. me
0: slink around in the there's background. a reason my desk is hidden <laughs> all the way in the back of my office yeah. around a corner very jealous yeah um This topic, body representation, hasn't really been that well represented in romance Mm. books. Probably until recently. I would say maybe the last 10 years. I think it depends where you're looking. Okay.
1: So because I've said this before, I spent a lot of time in like those indie publishing spaces when I was younger so i was much more likely to see they always called them curvy i was much more likely to see a curvy mm-hmm. heroine in something like or bbw um, yeah in something like it like siren publishing was really big alora's cave i went through a lot the they existed in that realm and i think even yes there was a lot of waif waifs wafts was waifs. a lot of those like little baby W-A-I-S. whatever's tiny waists waif. but i do think there were authors that made a point of being like oh hey this heroine could use like, lose a couple pounds Obviously they're not anywhere close to even mid-size plus size whatever no. but they're like oh you can lose 20 pounds and you have a soft stomach and you've yeah. got like rounded thighs i saw a lot. Yeah. So it i think it was there but it was in very coded language. Very. And i think it's only more recently that we're seeing more openly and openly marketed that way.
0: Yeah. Cuz i am now Especially getting so many targeted covers. ads.
1: Yeah, covers are a big thing. Targeted ads, titles, i think even just having a whole plot around like the the fatter woman finding love, I think is a much more And it's much less there. cringy
0: of a trope than it used to be. In I, some ways.
1: In some ways. There is still a lot ways. out there that you're like, um,
0: no thank you. I definitely
1: sent you a title that said Chubs for the Hubs. Yeah. And it was all about chubby women finding hubbies. Which I'm like, I appreciate the rhyme, but it's a little like. Mm, but I, I feel like also working. too
0: with the rise of anti-diet culture mm. in the past couple of years, I've personally noticed it a lot where the heroines are no longer actively seeking to lose weight. That's which, a big if one, that's yeah. your journey, mm-hmm. good for you. Yeah. That's great. If that's not your journey, also good yeah. for you. That's great. That's
1: a really good point because they're. I feel like I've definitely seen a lot of plus size heroines where the theme of their plot was, I'm going to go to a gym and that's going to probably want I meet my hero is like when I'm losing 20 pounds or I was or thinking whatever.
0: earlier, one of my favorite uh, early romance books was Stephanie Yovanovich Big Girl Panties. Mm. And I loved it. But the whole premise of that book is that she gets broken up with because she's bigger. She's plus mm. size. And so she goes to a gym. She hires a personal trainer and he doesn't fall in love with her until she's... Yeah quote-unquote normal size sized, right which i would also like to say the average size of a woman in the us today is a size 16 mm-hmm. 16 18 16 18. Like it's re- it's aging yeah. up to 18 yeah. i think it is yeah you're right because that was like two years old by now mm-hmm. um so i just uh, i don't know i hate those plot lines i've noticed okay I, sh- I guess
1: i should say i'm still seeing some of those plot lines but the goal is different. Yes. So now I'm seeing when you meet your trainer hero, he wants you to be stronger, as opposed to yes. lose weight. And I've That's seen true. that
0: shift just in the general. There was conversation a really good too. boxing romance I read that was like that, and of course now I can't remember the title. I think I gave it to you. That wasn't that bad one with the older woman, right? No. I said that you hated that. And, um, tough love. Maybe. I don't know. I don't I'm going to, I've tried to find it in my good reason. I can't. So I'll keep looking for it and hopefully put it in the show notes or I might have it by the next episode. Um, but the premise of that one was that she works at the YMCA, at the local YMCA, and she is plus sized, but she's also a fitness coach, a plus size fitness coach. Mm-hmm. And these professional MMA. boxers one of those two mma fighters or boxers come into town and he has to start using her gym because his gym is out of commission Mm -hmm. and so he sees her and he's like this big buff dude and he sees her and he it's it's the lust he instantly wants her and she's like no i think you're just like using me this sort Mm -hmm. of stuff but that's still there it's still pretty yeah. (laughs) yeah but it's it's really positive because he's like However you want to be healthy if it's that's in this size if that's in these clothes if that's in however you choose to present it that's your choice I still love you. Okay. So, I will try to find that title.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. You send me a lot of books so I don't know if I recognize that sound or not.
0: <laughs> if I if you take a picture of the shelf on your bookshelf where I said oh, you the one you
1: gave me I think so because oh, okay. I used I'll have to own go look. it. Okay. Well, now it's mine.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember. Anyways, um but also I want to say that this discussion isn't only about body size yeah. but also ability right. and disability. And I want to preface this part of the discussion by saying I the term I will use will be disability if that is not the correct term if that is not the term you identify with then please feel free to educate me. I'm always looking to be educated in things <laughs> I have no idea about. <laughs> My experience with this comes from things I've read and the media I've consumed. So um if I use the wrong term, please feel free. Tell me.
1: And it's hard because there's so many different preferences for people, there are, especially in And this it's realm. very
0: personal. Yep. So we've got good intentions. Yes. But let us know if we still yes. screw up. Please, please tell me if I'm wrong. I like to know when I'm wrong. Just be gentle about it. Um, but body positivity doesn't just include size. It also includes ability and disabilities. So Romancelandia to date, I feel like hasn't been that inclusive in terms of disability representation no it's the biggest bad. ones you see are <laughs> hearing loss and yeah. eyesight difficulties
1: some some paralyzed loss. yeah it's some, some paralyzed. like you maybe you're in a wheelchair i will say like real
0: the real low one that people always jump up with is me before you by jojo moyes count that's a love story yeah. it's not a romance because spoiler alert he does die in the end mm-hmm. so that's not really a happily ever after yeah
1: it doesn't give me the rules sorry doesn't guys mean any because let's remember
0: a romance is only a romance book if it has a happily ever after or happily ever after for now hea or hfn and there's a love story a romance a relationship of some sort included in the plot as the main source of the plot yeah that is all the qualifier for a romance
1: mm-hmm. and i feel like with those kinds of stories too told about people that are paralyzed from the neck down and mm-hmm. it, it ends up being this weird discussion of like how much their life is worth like
0: also, how much can they have sex? That's oh, that was always, always question. a question. <laughs> always. It,
1: just, it doesn't feel like they feel like very shallow conversations yeah like i imagine if i talked to somebody who actually had that condition i just don't think they'd have the same concerns that they do in the those books Mm -hmm. i think it's written more for an able-bodied audience that is like well if i was like this i wouldn't want to be alive
0: yes you brought up a really good point last time and i actually just read it on all about romance was how a lot of the og disability representation was all about curing the person you love, which is very ableist and very, very insensitive. Right. Um, whereas now I feel like I'm starting to see some romances that are a little more inclusive to different body abilities, especially post um two thousand one, we started seeing soldiers with Mm -hmm. um so amputees. Yeah. We started seeing a lot of those. I did see some like in a wheelchair, but the wheelchair ones I saw they were able to walk Mm -hmm. at the end. I'm like yeah, I mean it, it, it is what it is but
1: <sighs> it's hard because sometimes I sometimes you really really want to be cured mm-hmm. and then sometimes depending on what's you know what your condition is like you know it's just something like yeah you just live with it and you figure it out and you figure out the yeah know, it's not a one-size-fits-all model and sometimes a lot of romance authors are very far off the mark there yeah and I think it's a better story I think quote unquote better story that like there's like this redemption there's the saving there's this cure like love will cure you Mm -hmm. usually that stuff is something people do you know you make like this weird choice and like you get redempted like you get redemption but you can't really do that if you have a paralyzed like something Or like if you lose your eyes or like if you lose your arms then it's like love's not gonna cure that like you're that's the way you're okay i see yeah
0: i was i was gonna be like can you quantify you can't do that you can't do that (laughs) but love can't cure if you don't if you if you're missing a limb yeah it's not going to grow it Unless back. they're a doctor, a Tony Stark doctor, and they make you like yeah, an listen, awesome bionic arm.
1: Listen, if this is a sci-fi thing, that's something else. But even then, they probably I miss. I love cyborg stories. Yeah. Like, and depending on the story, sometimes they'll miss that weird combination of, oh, hey, and how you're half machine and, you know, how human
0: are you still? Yeah. I'm excited for the book we read next time because the heroine is in a wheelchair and he is her basketball coach.
1: And it just feels like a lot of these stories, too, they end up being deaf or blind people. Yes. And I feel
0: like there's a component. Which is totally of, valid. It is.
1: I mean, obviously, there's a lot of those people in the world existing, you know, but I think when it, and a lot of times in romance, it ends up being written for an able bodied audience mm-hmm. who want to see them take care, like be the kind of person who would take care of those people. I don't think it's necessarily written in a way that gives them a lot of agency. Right. Like thinking about the deaf book we read, the Highlander book.
0: Mm -hmm. um, Uh, How to seduce a Scott, my basically
1: all, I think a lot of that just ended up being a story about the hero, like going way out of his way to protect the heroine and to give her some kind of payback for all of the hardship she'd had from being deaf. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, she adapted and in some ways it was a story of her strength, but it was also like, hey, look, there's this powerful guy. It's who's the gonna... caretaker trope. Yeah, exactly. It's like, thank you. Thank yeah. you for something. I up only just way. thought
0: of that. So it only took me two weeks.
1: <laughs> we've been yeah. talking about it for a while because it feels like a thing that there's so many blind people and deaf people. And that's the kind of representation we're seeing in romance. Yeah. And not so much things with where people have chronic pain. Yeah. Like, for some reason, we've decided chronic pain doesn't belong in romance because I think it's an ongoing,
0: difficult thing that doesn't always make sense to able-bodied people. Right. Well, that's like – so Talia Hibbert, who's one of my all-time favorite, her Brown Sisters um, series, so good. The first one is Get a Life, Chloe Brown. Heroin has fibromyalgia. Um, Second book, I don't remember – what her disability is but it's my favorite book of the series and then the third book <laughs> it's your favorite I, yeah, it, it's just really good she's a bisexual witch how can you not love oh, her that's fair, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fine. and he is a hot rugby player and it's hashtag rugby <laughs> it's so good but um and then the third book is um they're both autistic mm. which i loved it was great they're both on the spec on the spectrum yeah um and that's something else too is neurological representation yeah it's going up I yeah, so, yeah, I've been yeah. seeing a lot more uh, representation for people on the spectrum. Um, but yeah, there's been a rise of those books lately. Um, and as somebody who suffers from chronic pain myself, I've never seen somebody with my – I don't consider it a disability, but some people might. Some people who are on the more severe end of the pain might yeah. consider it. I've never seen a book with somebody who suffers what I go through, a heroine who suffers what I go through. Mm-hmm. So – and I imagine it must be
1: tough for authors to try to write about the realities of their life. Just thinking about right. dealing with insurance, and also too like, making that a part of the book. That's I great. just thought
0: about it: mm-hmm. authors trying to write stories that are true to themselves, if they aren't going through this themselves and how can they accurately represent it, right? We talk about it all the time with race representation. How can a white author write a black character? Like, we talk about that all the time. I don't know if we talked about it on here, but we talk about (laughs) it all the time. And I've been included in a lot of those discussions of how can you accurately represent that. So how can you truly accurately represent somebody's pain or somebody's yeah. living situation there was that one author who like lived super or actress or actor who loves live super meta and like puts themselves through all this stuff if they're going into this what, role. Adam
1: Brody Brody
0: that Matthew one. McConaughey
1: oh that one whatever the guy needs to calm down <laughs> yeah but, All right. all right all right all right all
0: right All right.
1: <laughs> I think it depends though because sometimes it depends what the plot of the book is yeah I mean you could like, if it's about being an amputee in America right now, I don't think I would trust myself to write that book. No. But then it's not fair either to, to not include them in, right. in plots. If it's, I mean, I think it really depends. It depends on your own research, who you manage to talk to. I, there's definitely things you can't touch, but yeah. it's not fair either to, to leave them out a of your paranormal romance. Yes. What?
0: You can't touch as an amputee. No! No! I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. No. Oh, people are going to get so mad at us for this one. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no. I, I know I said alcohol. I was going to be funny, but I didn't mean a pun like that. Oh. Can we cut that off? Oh, God. Well, so something I keep coming back to is Lisa K. Adams, when we asked her about including um, oh, Yeah. Yeah. Gay and lesbian or LGBTQ plus mm-hmm. couples in her books, and she's like, "I would love to. I have ideas for that book, yeah. but I want to make space for authors mm-hmm. who are living that reality." I think
1: that's a really good point, and I was thinking a lot about that conversation. But I feel like the other problem is with that is you then you have to come out though, right? Like you have to
0: you have to out yourself. Yeah, you have to
1: out yourself, and then thinking too, I don't know if you saw that thing going around Twitter, but uh bisexual woman submitted her work to a, a publisher that favors lbgt things uh works and she got turned down because they're like oh you're not you're straight even though she was bisexual she said that in this mission and she's like no i'm not i'm bi it's mm-hmm. like oh but you're not like really bi mm-hmm. you know there's all these weird There's all these weird judgments
0: that gets made. And it gets really, really messy very fast. And also when it comes to disabilities, you have invisible disabilities. Yeah. So like me as a chronic pain sufferer, looking at me, unless I told you, unless I was in the middle of a bout, you would never know. I didn't know. I have endometriosis. I, I'll put I it out there. So yeah, I have endometriosis, and it like it's not something that affects me as badly as it used to, but it still does. And unless, like I just told you, I've known you for what six years, five mm. oh my years? God, is it that Some, long? It's five years. Five well, years. I've been here seven years. You came in like 2016. I don't. You know, it doesn't matter. Anyways, so, but yeah, anyways for a while. But yeah, so invisible disabilities are a real thing, and it's you don't know what they have. No. You can't see inside their bodies. And it's different day to day. You're not their doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so, you're so let's let's move on. And let's talk about Jen's favorite thing when it comes what? to this subject. No. I'm sorry. We got it. We we're gonna leave it out. No, we have to. Is it to. important? We do. I don't think it's important. Because we need to talk about why it's bad. Uh fine. Or why it's failing us. The body positivity movement. Is it that important? <sighs> yeah. You could say it quickly though. Yeah, we can. I'll stick to my notes. Cool. So We really can't talk about body positivity and inclusivity without mentioning at least the movement itself. I mean, it was important. It was. So the body positivity movement is... Um, It started in 1996 officially with its mission to develop balanced, joyful self-care and relationship with our bodies that is guided by love, forgiveness, and humor. Basically, the movement is based on the idea that all bodies, regardless of size or appearance, are good bodies. you have a body, you're doing great. Um, The movement has been used to help address and understand size discrimination, capitalization of bodies, and the responsibility and advocating on behalf of bodies deeply unlike our own, all while accepting our own bodies at the same time. How many times can I say the word body or bodies? I mean, there's really no other adjective for bodies. There you really is Your being, Not your physical that, vessel. My vessel. In the Western world, in a Western world, that idolizes white, young, cis, hetero healthy thin and able persons body positivity the movement seeks to welcome persons of different shapes sizes ethnicities sexual orientation abilities etc 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 it's beautiful and (laughs) thank you i'm slurring over here in an effort to shift public perceptions away from the traditional ideal of beauty Body positivity has been, today, unfortunately, almost exclusively linked with issues of size and weight discrimination, but remember that at its core, the movement does seek to be inclusive of all body types, shapes, and abilities. <sighs> I hope you stuck with me through all that. Listen, Rewind if you need to re-listen to it again. Listen, I don't want to be
1: a jerk, because at one point, body positivity was really important to me, right. and I see that it's made a big difference in our society and in the romance genres that we're talking about today. And when I was really younger, yeah, it was a big deal to to me to have seen, like, so for me, it was really super important that I saw, like, happy fat people in the Lane Bryant catalog. Like, I still, it was in college when I first saw that. And it was, like, oh, it, was yeah. my, it was, like, mind-blowing that I saw that. But now that I'm getting older, I'm starting to really, really, really hate the sentiment of all bodies are beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting just really resentful of feeling like I have to be beautiful, and that's, like, where my mind always has to go and I would much rather just get rid of the the need or the desire to feel to, to appear attractive or beautiful and just I don't like I just want to get rid of that classification I, I, I don't like care
0: instead all bodies are important
1: maybe I, maybe I well I really like the body neutrality if you're oh, gonna yeah. be part of any movement whatsoever which is something like yeah like you focus more on how your body feels that it's moving that it's housing you uh, you're not so much focused on the physical of it. Because for all of their, oh, well, buddies are beautiful. Blah, blah blah Like, it's not that beautiful. It's fine. It gets me through the day. I mean, I don't, but I don't want to sit here either and be like, you know, I just, I'm really going to focus on finding my acne beautiful. Because it's never going to be beautiful, okay? It hurts. It sucks. It leaves my skin marked up for months. I just want to get rid of the stupid thing. I don't want to, like, come to accept and love it. So... <laughs>
0: Beauty for is me, in the eye of the beholder, too.
1: For me, it's it, body positivity fails because the focus is still on trying to view and present myself as attractive instead of just getting rid of that need. Uh, this is in- incredibly crude. I'm very sorry. But Tumblr said it best when a user posted that if you have categories of fuckable and non-fuckable, you don't try to make fuckable more broad for people. OK, you just get rid of the classifications. And I think that is where the movement is failing because it's not doing that. When I look online, I see arguments of, oh, I'm really beautiful, so everybody should be attracted to me. Or, hey, look, here's my OnlyFans. I'm going to put under body positivity tag, and you can't be mad at me for that because I'm just really positive about my body. Um, It's just people advertising now. It it's not really nice in theory. Like, I love all the stuff you were saying earlier. It's beautiful on paper. But it then it nice. ends up being, uh, like, really just lame conversations that go into the, I'm pretty, mantras. And they give corporations language to sell us soap and leggings. OK, like, oh, yay, yeah. cool. Dove uses fat women in commercials now. But they also had disgusting axe commercials until about two years ago when it was trendy to talk about all the hot skinny girls you were in a attract, smelling like an arpine forest. Alpine. And I made arpine up because it's axe, so they would ruin it. <laughs> OK, I don't want this to be the most important thing about me. Right. I do not. It's a fluke that I'm not super ugly. Like, I'm fine. Um, I hope I have way more going for me, though, because I'm already 30 and it's going to fade. Okay,
0: I'm seeing Listen, the wrinkles. you're only at a third of your life right now. I am seeing the wrinkles hopefully. in the
1: corner of my eyes. I am seeing the silver hair in wrinkles my Wrinkles are great. No, they're not. See, that's what, I don't want to accept. I've got crow's feet already, and I'm Listen,
0: 28. I've got bags care. under my eyes.
1: I don't care. I don't want to hinge my self-worth on skin that is already starting to wrinkle and sag and fail me. And I just... I have all these white hairs, okay? How much more time do I have before I'm unfuckable forever? Okay, I just want to get rid of it. Do you want to be
0: really crude? If you have genitalia, you are fuckable. Ugh,
1: God, I don't care. Leave me alone. Just stop talking about it. and you know what there are other movements again like i said body neutrality there's body acceptance there's fat acceptance but you know what those are very anti-capitalistic and you're not going to hear about them from dove because they can't sell you stuff with with body neutrality if you're just like hey here i am fine and dandy i don't need your soap or your razors or Mm -hmm. your other weird stuff when you're going to make me feel bad about myself and i did not mean that for it to be such a long rant but i'm very angry today and i don't want to be pretty okay i mean i'm fine like i do like (laughs) being pretty because honestly pretty people it's easier for people but like oh i don't know i want to be i want to be valued for other things you are this is not forever i value you for your
0: puns and your bake skill, baking skills. I've worked
1: so hard on baking. <laughs> I read cookbooks now cover to cover.
0: You do. I, I see it you on your Goodreads. I
1: fancy stuff. I get my vanilla bean paste special. Also. I've bought like really fancy chocolate. I'm experimenting with flour. Jen that's is a smart person
0: who has been reading nonfiction willingly.
1: Yeah, I love nonfiction. I gotta and read. not like
0: the weird nonfiction like I read that's all about like <laughs> sex and medieval era. I would read that stuff too. That's it's fine. fascinating. But no,
1: I just read that really great a uh, book that lisa k adams recommended actually about um mindful masculinity oh that's and right that was great yeah that was super awesome you should pick that up
0: good i will add that to the show notes this book we recommend. recommended cool
1: go read it because it's yes. really interesting and i just i feel like i'm really angry
0: yeah but I... it's just
1: it's i can think it's just such a disappointment because it didn't end up doing anything right. and i know maybe i'm i'm speaking too broadly of it and i'm ho- i'm hinging too much hope on it but you know what fat people still make less money Disabled people still have, like, all these really crazy, archaic laws so they can keep Medicaid if they need that access. Uh, It's still impossible to get doctors that listen to you and that actually will respond to, hey, you know, I've got a bleeding hand wound, but you still need to lose 20 pounds before I do anything for you. Yeah. I mean... Again, maybe I should not be expecting the body to do... Like, the body positivity movement to do anything. But even though I feel beautiful, that's not going to make the doctor listen to me.
0: I agree that I think that the movement itself has... Like I said, it's shifted away from all bodies. And it's really become about size. Which, yes, this is a battle we need to fight. This is true. We need to... The discrimination needs to stop. The doctor's discrimination needs to stop with this. All this sort of stuff. (laughs) Just do your your job. job. There's more things wrong with me than my (laughs) weight, okay? And it's (laughs) This is why I see a therapist. It's so iffy how
1: much weight plays into your health. Exactly. And it's really hard to tell because there's so many studies funded by both sides, pro-fat, anti-fat. I mean, there probably is something to it, but I don't think it's the end-all be-all that, like, Kellogg's would like you to believe. But... But something's wrong if, you know, I was already on diet bars when I was in seventh grade. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I was already joining things in, like, elementary school, so I would lose weight. Yeah. I would be really active. So if you go back and think, like, one of the first coherent thoughts you ever had as a human being, one of mine is, I would be the prettiest little girl ever if I could lose some weight. Oh. And I have to be, like, three or four. I had, like, I still remember being in preschool thinking that. So, like, this is
0: stuff that sinks in deep and it's a poison. I agree that the movement itself has fallen really short in recent years. Days, times, mm-hmm. and that I think it has become. It has fallen into trap uh, into the trap of commercialization, mm-hmm. and especially of beauty standards. Yeah. And in a world where beauty itself is so beauty subjective. is like I said, it's in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. You can be looking at a cactus and go, "Oh, that's the most beautiful thing in the world," and somebody else down the road could be going, "That's the ugliest fucking thing in the world." Hopefully,
1: we don't put that into the fuckable category, though.
0: Ow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, don't do that please even for science don't do it we did not endorse by raging romantics oh god no
1: imagine if mandy has to call me up to be like I, it just sounds like you endorsed having sex with a cactus and we really have to talk about this now so we're not doing that just to be clear please the don't list call us mandy. Of things
0: grows that we have to tell people we are not endorsing <laughs> noble does not feel that way no 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 cacti no. please um but I would just say that it has fallen short, the movement has fallen short, and I think that this is an endemic issue that in the Western world we face, really all around the world we face issues like this of Mm -hmm. body inclusivity and representation and acceptance even, and it's going to take like a nuclear scale attack pretty much (laughs) to shift how we view things, which sucks, but... I think that we're starting to see more representation in the media mm-hmm. and in romance novels. That's true. Um, I would agree with that. Lower than a turtle through caramel, but it's it's coming down the line. <laughs> she'll be coming around the mountain once it comes. You should have said that to the the turtles going through
1: the caramel, like you just said. Oh, was
0: funny. the I can't do that. The
1: turtles <laughs> crawling through the. She'll be. The She'll turtles crawling through the, the caramel. <laughs> the turtles crawling through the caramel. There he goes. Da, da. The turtles crawling through the caramel. There he goes. <laughs> the turtles crawling through the caramel. Okay, then it fell off. Jen got to sing that time. That woo! wasn't Okay, that was not real singing. Thank you. That, that was, was speak- not real singing. singing. That was speaking. That was chanting. In a weird way cuz I wrote some phrase was ridiculous. I've never heard that phrase before in my oh, life. Oh, my God. That was, thank so, you. Is that, like when you live on ho- is that what you learn on horse farms? What? Shouldn't it be a horse metaphor if you're going to use weird, me- like,
0: shouldn't it be a horse going through molasses? Well, slower than molasses in January is the one I know. What? Sorry, what? that was really <laughs> country. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's been a long day. Yeah. It's been
1: a bad day. We should not be doing this at six o'clock on a Friday. All right. That's how
0: exciting yeah. our lives are. So, let's talk... Well, we already kind of even did. We touched on the types of bodies we're seeing in romance yeah. books. The
1: only thing... I will say, thinking about all of this, we keep going back to
0: women. Mm-hmm. There's, like, no representation for fat men. This is true. I will say... Disability n- representation for men. It's pretty equal between mm. the sexes.
1: Yeah, okay. I others. don't know. I mean, that I'd have to think about. I'm not sure if I'm ready to get on board with that. Okay. But definitely... Like, there's no Fat Man in Romance. No. There's, like, two. Yeah. And the thing is... We're going to read one next time. <laughs> we're going to read one. And it's not in mainstream at all. No. I have... Oh, we can talk about that. I have seen them a little bit in the indie spaces, but they make it real clear that the hero has a dad bod. hmm Okay? So they've got, like, a real big barrel chest, and they are still able to pick the heroine up and cart her around. Mm-hmm. So there's still an emphasis on strength. I'm definitely not seeing, like, a big, beautiful man. Maybe... Maybe if I looked harder, but it's not... It's not easy to
0: find is the thing. And I think a lot of that goes back to, and we've talked about this before, how romance was originally written written by women for women and i think a lot of that plays into the fantasy portion Mm -hmm. of this because yes you want to if you're heterosexual you want to envision a strong strapping man with a dick the size of his (laughs) forearm maybe not come to sweep you off your feet on his white horse with his flowing mane into the castle at sunset I hate this part of the conversation
1: because I'm like, we're proving Nicholas Sparks right. I know. I hate that. Nicholas Sparks, who's very much like, oh, romance novel is just about trapping a man. Like, shut up. The spark faded from your marriage. You don't get to talk about romance anymore. <laughs> but, um, tss, pun number five. So have i think else? one thing too is because it's read by women i maybe there's not as much need for other men to to read the romance and see themselves right i wonder what Alyssa k adams would have said about that that would have been an interesting thing to ask her but yeah but like maybe if i know well, rwa said like 20 percent of men are reading
0: right we do have vlad's book coming out and vlad is a big he's strapping a big, hockey he's, player he's a hockey player so it's different so yeah he's gonna have a body so like the guy I, from i Game talked of Thrones. about this well so in yeah in my brain like the first two books i pictured vlad and bromance book club as not that quote-unquote attractive right like not yeah, conventionally bu- attractive well she made him the butt of the joke he was a exactly fart machine like six five like 250 260 big hulking muscle i envisioned chipped teeth and black eyes yeah. and like a crooked nose and a receding hairline which there's nothing wrong with that yeah, right cool. he's but, still yeah, 6'4 and could probably like toss me across the room so yeah I mean, but that blah, that blah, blah. wasn't
1: that's not like hero material right you know right.
0: conventional hero yeah. material i think so, that we have started seeing maybe a little bit of a shift perhaps i think hopefully. it's gonna be a while
1: before we oh. see it in mainstream yeah and again even before i saw that in indie spaces maybe once in a while in a mainstream i would see a, a man who would have like a soft belly is how they would word a it dad bod dad bod I'm seeing I am seeing specific dad bods in indie there's actually a book called dad bod yeah. in indie space and like da- Danny White is somebody who's very specifically does a lot of dad bod and I can't remember who else does it um she also does a lot of daddy kink if that triggers you guys so maybe don't go for that <laughs> yeah daddy with the dad bod
0: <laughs> we talked out. about step siblings at book club last night you missed that discussion oh no that sounds really funny
1: <laughs> it was scandalous. a bit
0: traumatizing <laughs>
1: But I don't see it happening in mainstream spaces. Yeah.
0: That plays right into my soapbox moment. There you go. All right. So get on your soapbox. I think the onus of everything we have been talking about today falls on the publishers and even on us, the readers and the librarians. I fall and on the librarians, the people who are purchasing, because as we know, supply equals demand, right? With most things. I follow a lot of writers on social media. I love to watch their writing process. As somebody going through the writing process right now, I'm terrified, but I still love to watch it. And a lot of them talk about how they're wanting to write these I hate to use the word abnormal, but they differ from romance norms. They're so, atypical. atypical, yeah. yeah. Um, but still representative characters that aren't just like the side characters or the token characters, you know, the funny fat friend, the funny gay guy best friend, you know, all that sort of stuff. They want these to be the heroes and heroines and non-binary stars of their stories. But they feel continuous pressure from their publishers, editors, Agents, reviewers, even other authors saying stay in the mainstream and just keep writing the same friggin' characters, aka cis, het, white, thin, clear skin, maybe some adorable klutziness, able bodied characters. I think the onus, the true issue, as I've said, really falls back on those who are making these calls. It is the publishers, editors, agents, reviewers, other authors, us, the readers. We should be the ones demanding what we want to read. We've seen it with racially inclusive romances, especially in the past two years following social social justice movements. We are getting more and more own voice authors, and it's amazing. But I think that that just proves my point of the more attention we pay to this and the more attention we demand of these writers and characters and series – the more are slowly making their way from the indie space where you can pretty much publish just about anything into the more of the mainstream space, right?
1: Yeah. So, Because I was going to ask you how you see that playing out in indie where authors have a lot more control yes. over what books they publish. I will say, I think, again,
0: Jen and I, we read heavily on Kindle Unlimited yeah. because there's so much more diversity over there. And I mean, still Amazon too, it, it can be... Hard to find some things on there, but you can find just about damn anything on Kindle Unlimited. So, again, not an endorsement for Kindle Unlimited. We just love them. And I swear to you, as long as the correct grammar and punctuation is used, (laughs) and you don't make shit up about horses, okay? Oh, that's your breaking point? Yes. As we know, the horses are my breaking point. I will read it. I will buy it if I love it enough. If I buy a book, you know I really love it. That's true. And so will so many other people I know. Hell, I'll even go buy it for the friggin' library. Oh, she does do that. I just did that, and it makes my cataloger so mad, because they aren't in the OCLC, and she gets so upset with me. (laughs) I... I don't want to be the one to write this because it's not my story to tell. I do not have the knowledge to tell a story like this. Just like Alyssa K. Adams said with the LGBTQ plus storylines, we want to make space for diverse and inclusive authors to share their stories, to tell their romance stories, to tell these love stories, make their own words known. I think that we'll keep seeing more and more of these books pop up, especially coming from indie spaces. I have no doubt of that about that. But I think traditional, traditional publishing has to step up their game these big five publishers now big four since what's its name sold out they have to be held accountable and they have to start making their way towards these more body inclusive and body positive stories we have seen some with like i said talia hibbert olivia dade um, those types of authors but it's drops in the bucket that we can count on one to two hands Mm -hmm. and that's not acceptable in my mind, if we can publish 50,000 friggin' Regency books oh, in yep. a year <laughs> after Bridgerton's, why the hell can we not publish body-inclusive, fat-accepting, disability-representing books mm-hmm. that show our – I'm raising my voice. I can hear myself echoing in the background – that represent what our people, what our readers look like. Off my soapbox now. Thank you. And <clears throat> rant. I have a lot of thoughts okay we don't have that much time
1: yeah we don't so i'm probably not gonna get into a lot of it <laughs> maybe i won't get into any of it you're good you can pick one point i'm trying to think because that you said a lot i did you did you want to talk, talk about, about indie? Mm-hmm. and like i i agree with this su- like the substance of most of what you're saying mm-hmm i do think we should be a little more open to writing outside of our perspectives because i don't think it's totally fair that people that like fat people can only see themselves in other fat people writing oh okay you know i don't think that's always fair because there's not as many and they probably want to write about different things too yeah i i think with that i would want to ask first of all why that author feels called to write that and what kind of story you're writing
0: it in okay yes because i don't want anybody to be pigeonholed yeah i don't want to say only fat authors can only write fat characters i I don't want to say that
1: obviously that's super important i think that does give a layer of credibility but i think sometimes too if you approach things with really good intentions you do research people can sometimes tell that this isn't like a stereotype this isn't written in um, an unflattering malicious Mm -hmm. crazy way Uh, you just have to do the extra legwork Mm -hmm. but thinking too and i think i i think i feel bad because i fall into this trap too as much as I want publishers to be more diverse and to push the envelope, I think we still have to remember there is a segment of readers that don't want that to happen. That's true. Because
0: and it can still be extremely triggering It is some still readers. It's
1: triggering. And I think also people like seeing their own worldview represented. And there's still a lot of people that are very happy with this worldview. Yeah. I was thinking a lot. I think a lot about this conversation I'd had with my friend. Uh, before R- RWA exploded, where I was like, you know what? I feel like romance is just so inclusive and it's so progressive. And it's really just, like, the future of where and we're going. Yeah. <laughs> and then Courtney Milan exposed all. Yeah, and then the rug was completely yanked from under me, where I was and like, oh, there's fire. still a lot of people that want the, yeah. the standard, the status quo. So I think it, you're right. We have to fight that much harder to make sure that we're getting the kind of books we deserve, because I, I do think there will be some pushback thinking about a lot of the the things that like you said that got revealed of like these book buyers that would deliberately only buy uh white romance and would put all the black romance into different sections of the bookstore and we're busy favoring all of these stuff on twitter that did not go with any of my policies particularly i we we have to be careful that we're not being two heads in the cloud i think about it yeah i do get nervous about that so you're right i think we just have to um, buy that much more we have to promote that much more especially as librarians because we're the gatekeepers in some cases we got to make sure we get these books out there so other people can get them and we have the ability to ask for more of them yeah so i just wanted to say that much at least that we have to remember this we're great like we're progressive it's great there's a big giant progressive thing in romance but Some people are very much like, no, I wanted to say the way it is. I think about this a lot, but I wish so much our emphasis wasn't on the weight or like weight loss or weight gain. I just wonder how different my life would have been if the focus had been on, well, let's get you strong or Mm -hmm. let's make sure you're flexible or let's like.
0: Can you touch your toes?
1: Yeah. Can you touch your toes? Like, can Can you you touch your toes, Jen? I don't know. I haven't tried it in years. Oh We're going to try this after we finish listen. recording. I just, I can't even see my toes when I stand up. Okay. Like, listen. Our boobs are in the way. <laughs> I haven't seen my toes in years if I'm not laying down. But I just, I, you know, or if the emphasis was more like on being strong and independent and, but I felt so trapped knowing that it was about losing weight mm-hmm. and it was just a totally different sentiment. And I was just like, if I had joined cheerleading because I really genuinely wanted to get better at like. A doing beach. the toe touch yeah doing it, like if i wanted to be more flexible if i wanted to i was really good at spotting people when we did um
0: basket tosses the ba- yeah
1: i loved that part oh, if i just cool. wanted to go in because i would really trust wanted, you like, with a basket toss. i was great i never dropped them ever i would trust okay you. and if that was my focus as opposed to well let me just like move, move around a lot and then weigh myself before and after so i see how much weight
0: i lost during that well, practice like me with running i'm working yeah. up to being able to run 10ks and i mm-hmm. run because of my mental health
1: yeah that's cooler than just oh well i'm gonna lose some weight I just wonder how Also different. so I can outrun
0: the zombie apocalypse. Yeah,
1: see? Like, th- that kind of scent. I just wish we'd had that kind of motivation and how yeah. different my life would have been if I'd had those gym teachers and that kind of um, motivation growing up. And, yeah. you know, if I could if I could bend down and touch my toes, I probably can't. I'm not going to try on video, on uh, audio
0: because no, I don't no. want to be embarrassed. We'll do that afterwards. God. We'll do it away from the security cameras. Poor <laughs> <laughs> Bill. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we we need to wrap up this.
1: I don't even discussion. know what our point was. So Something. yeah, we'll see what the next one is like. Yeah. I I'm making
0: Jen <laughs> read three books again. Uh, I was fair, nice. to gave you two. To be fair, two of them are Kindle Unlimited. So right, one quit. is like 150 pages. One's Jessicaine which I'm like, okay, that'll
1: do. Oh my god! If you guys have not done Jessica Cain yet, oh my god. That one, I I don't know if I <laughs> oh could... it's <laughs> Oh my god. I don't know if we could ever really do a Jessica Kane month because I think I would get fired if we talked about the stuff Jessica does.
0: Well, listen, we just did reverse harem for the book club and I haven't been fired yet. Yeah, but that's not
1: on audio where they could track us. That's true. Okay, everything you said in that meeting last night is subjective. That's true. You know, nobody was Nobody can prove anything. Yeah.
0: (laughs) There's no read receipts on there. (laughs) Tune in next time. We're going to read a book with disability representation. We're going to read a plus-sized hero and we're going to read a plus-sized heroine. Cool.
1: Huzzah! So as always, email us at Raging Romantics if you'd like to share your own story of driving Jackie crazy, uh, what kind of weird Western saying she should say next, or if you have any thoughts, feelings, opinions, uh, if I need to talk quieter, because I feel like I'm echoing and very loud. I'm in a different space today. It. I'm so. going to make sure I'm calmer. I'm going to, next time, I will be a chill human being. I will be chill as a cucumber. Oh my god. Which, I will be so
0: calm. Do you like cucumbers? No. Oh, yeah it's a vegetable what do you what do you, what it's, do you green. it's green
1: okay if it's not green frosting i'm not eating it
0: it's a leaf
1: <laughs> why do people eat leaves see if that had been my life growing up instead of like oh hey jen this food is really super cool as opposed to like you gotta eat it so you don't get fat maybe it'd be different i still don't think i'd like leaves though leaves freak me out i don't know why you want to put them in your mouth you don't eat lettuce no it's disgusting why do i want a giant gross wet wad in my mouth after i've chewed it well when you say it like that do you yeah. like bubble gum no oh, okay i don't chew I don't trust myself to chew, so <laughs> I'd probably accidentally swallow it. I actually, I did almost choke on bubblegum when I was like eight or 12. So I'm like, I'm just going to skip it.
0: Well, on that note, Jen, what do we always say? We join! Bye, guys. <laughs>